Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your weekly rundown of the news explained by our two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we'll be talking about Ralph Northam, the U.S. withdrawing from a 31-year-old INF nuclear treaty, and Liam Neeson. Why? Just wait and see. It's a good one. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. <laughs> Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! So here we are. Another Monday. The day Mm -hmm. after the Super Bowl. First February day of Monday podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sammy and I were just talking about how brains are mush. Yeah. Um, Sammy, what's getting you through the week in Trump's America? There was this amazing... um, article that was I, it was leaked i guess from someone in the trump administration mm-hmm. and published on axios and it was trump's like daily schedules yeah like his, months worth of his uh-huh. daily schedules from november 7th 2018 to february 1st yeah and it seems like this man does absolutely nothing with his time okay so just to give you a breakdown he basically spends 60 percent of his time doing executive time which is essentially just like a fancy word for sitting in front of fox news and then tweeting about it and like calling people and asking their opinions which sounds Mm -hmm. like someone who is pretending to do work and convincing themselves that they do work yeah um so i mean he okay he wakes up at six he doesn't have his first meeting till like 11 or 11 30 which like while that is my ideal schedule Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem like that was what obama was doing no. Like Obama was at least when he was reading. Yeah. You know, reading the briefing. Trump doesn't read the presidential daily briefings. Mm-mm. At the same time as this article about his schedules came out, there was also another um there was another article this week on Time magazine that was basically breaking down like his intelligence briefings. And so they used to like give him like a one pager, then it became like a one pager with like images instead mm-hmm. of words. And now it's literally like they say a sentence to him and like half the sentence has to be like his name and the fact that he's president and the fact that he got elected otherwise he doesn't listen to the sentence and it seems that even if it is like that he doesn't listen to it if he doesn't already think the thing you're telling him so now Uh, the the intelligence briefings are fucked all these people who are in other countries trying to find out intelligence it's totally irrelevant because if he doesn't believe that already he doesn't want to hear it i think it's one of the most alarming things about him is that he doesn't retain information like our president just doesn't understand like he's dumb i feel like that's sh- like is this one of the just scariest things about it so out of vi- yeah out of 51 private schedules that axios has obtained trump spent 297 hours doing nothing which is and then 39 time. of those hours were on lunch <laughs> which another th- another <laughs> weird thing <laughs> This is okay. Out of 502 hours, 297 of them were executive time. 39 of them were lunch and 51 of them were travel. So like, so let's say 400 out of 500 minutes for travel. Wait, no, no, no. Five at 51 hours. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 So about 400 hours are nothing. Yeah. And about a hundred hours is meetings out of 500. What's I I also find interesting is that he, they says he's an early riser and he spends the first five hours of his day doing executive time. Aren't most people productive in the first five hour days? Like, like for first five hours of their day. He thinks that that is productive. Like he thinks that watching and tweeting about it. You know what? Here's the thing. If he were running an Instagram account, that might be the case, but like the presidency is not a Twitter. 
No, I guess you're right. You know? I mean, it kind of is in this situation. But like, like when someone in our office is on their Instagram watching The Bachelor and on Instagram, that yeah. is productive because eventually that will somehow monetize. But he is supposed to be like securing yeah. the, the nation but and like, like solving problems yeah. and getting people healthcare in theory. But like, no, he's, he's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a wishful thing. But thinking. it's also, it's not like every day he has the same amount of executive time. Sometimes he'll like have seven hours of it. Like he, they, were, they were also reported that like he had one hour of scheduled meetings on january 18th with um mick mulvaney and then seven hours of executive time also his meetings are like with his own staff it's not even like he's meeting with like other people yeah it's crazy well it's also like did you see did you listen to the daily um this past friday where they were in the oval office with trump they this just speaks like speaks to it as well because you know these people are on tight schedules like He's not. He's, he, but he should be. And they they try to give the perception of it. They give the New York Times 30 minutes. And then he ended up being with them for an hour. Right. Because he doesn't actually have anything and to do. It's like, it's like, you can't just do that. Like, if someone did that at, here at work, I get I usually get annoyed. I'm like, come on. Well, even the, even the concept of executive time was something that John Kelly made up because he doesn't like a regular schedule. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, you're an adult. You're a 70-year-old man. Like, this is what happens when you've been running like a sham family business your whole life. You're not used to like the actual rhythms of, of being employed. Yeah. But the interesting thing that when you like look at this is like, this is a white house. They said this is a white house source, like someone who is still working there. And so that guy, Cliff Sims, who wrote the most, like the latest op-ed, the team of Vipers one, he said, he tweeted and he said, we got these scheduled emails to us every morning. Just consider the sheer amount of time and effort it would take to compile two months worth of schedules. If most leaks are involuntary manslaughter, this was premeditated murder. That's what he said. Yeah. Well, someone obviously wants this out there. Yeah. I mean, even the, like there was a, a white house staffer that was like, he's always calling to people, talking to people. He's always up to something. <laughs> it's just not <laughs> what you would consider a traditional structure. Well, like, was, what does that mean? He's someone, always up to something. Like the president's up to something. Someone was telling me that someone's job is to like run ahead and turn off TVs before Trump can get to them. If he's like go walking through the white house, like a, an aide will be like sprinting ahead to make sure that like, the TV's not on because otherwise he'll stop and just stare at it. That's so and like especially CNN. Like, right. No, let's change the channel. The ones that he insults the most are the ones that he uh-huh. cares about the most. Mm-hmm. But this is just crazy. Um, Brian, what's getting you through the week? Well, um, tomorrow is the State of the Union that has been pushed back. <laughs> so remember, the State, <laughs> the state, state of the Union yeah. looks sexy pushed back. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to happen last week. Um, but then because of the government shutdown, Nancy Pelosi was like, Mm-mm-mm, let's not do it. And they didn't do it. Uh, basically that's when Trump backed down and lost. It was really nice. Uh, so what's, what I'm very excited about for the I'm state nervous. of the union. I literally have a knot in my stomach talking well, so about it's it. So like, it's like, they're, they're keeping a pretty uh, tight lid on what he's going to be talking about. But I mean, he's probably going to address the border um people were saying that he might declare emergency then i don't think he's going to wait i just want to add something about his border Uh whole situation so you know how whenever he gets up and talks about the border he like um he talks about how like women are being raped and tied up and like weird like sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. that he obviously is having that are not actually representative of anything that happened Mm -hmm. in reality okay so apparently rachel maddow you know when he said that whole thing about like a woman being like tied up or something because apparently his, okay. his prompter went off. Right. 
he improvised that yeah. line. Okay, <laughs> that whole thing he improvised uh-huh. that. Rachel Maddow called out that that was actually a scene in a movie, Sicario, I think, and that was like something that he saw in a movie. Oh, I love that movie. Have you seen it? No. It's really good. Was that in the movie? I don't remember that enough. Maybe. I'm pretty sure it was that. I might be wrong. I will issue a retraction but if I was. Sicario is about that and Emily Blunt is a badass in it. So I, okay, I highly well, recommend watching. Okay. Well, you can watch it and find out if that's what his like speech was based yeah. off of. Yeah. That's what she said. Rachel Maddow said that. That like apparently that was like he was describing a movie scene. Like an oh, actual there was movie a, there scene. There was a, Sicar- a Sicario too. So maybe it happened in that one. I don't, I don't know. Um, anyways. But I'm excited because usually the, so it's the president and then behind him is the vice president and the speaker of the house. So that, and so the first day of the union, it was Paul Ryan and Mike Pence. This time it's going to be Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence. Think of the memes. I know that I was, I was like, oh my God, the memes are going to be amazing because the state of the union, it's like everyone, every, like after every time the president says something of your party, if he's of your party, especially that you semi agree with, you stand up and start clapping. And then the other, the opposition usually sits. So she's just going to be sitting the whole time and everyone gets like up and down, up and down. There's going to be a lot of squats. She's going to be smirking the whole time. I'm so excited. Yeah. I wonder what she's going to, I mean, I know it's not important about to to wonder because we wouldn't wonder if she was a man, but what's she going to wear? What's she going to wear? Because women can make statements. (laughs) I bet you she'll wear white. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we could take a bet on that. Yeah, that's a guys. Idea. Let us know what you think Nance is going to wear. But another cool thing about the State of the Union is that a lot of people, a lot of representatives, are going to be bringing people who are affected by the government shutdown. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez um, is inviting the woman who confronted Jeff Flake in the elevator during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, um, and Kirsten Gillibrand is going to be bringing a transgender Navy lieutenant. Wow, I'm just I'm just gonna comment on how fat Trump looks in this Axios article that I'm looking at. He just looks like he put on like 30 pounds. It's weird because his head goes straight into his shoulders. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks really big. I wish you guys could see it right now, but just Google any picture of him. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the main news of the week end. Yeah. Um, this whole Ralph Northam thing. Oh, I kept trying to ignore it. I was hoping he would resign I before I paid attention. I know, but he didn't. But it's also because okay, so. Governor Ralph yeah. Wortham is the governor of Virginia. He was actually He's a Democrat. Democrat just elected this past November. Mm-hmm. Um, so he sounds like a West Wing character. Yes, yeah. honest. Basically, a man, a photo depicting a man in blackface and a man dressed in KKK robes was discovered on his medical skier, uh, medical school yearbook page, like his personal page. Um, he had a press conference. He originally said that he it, one of them was him. I'm not sure which one he said it was him, and then. He said, actually, no, wait, hold up. That's not me. But I did once do blackface at a party. (laughs) He blamed it on like a yearbook mix up. Like, oh, I don't know how they got that picture in there. Like, oh, my God. Also, this was from 1984 and he was in medical school. So he wasn't like a kid who didn't know any better. Also, it's like for you, it's not like you can buy KKK robe. No, you got to like get that shit tailored. Like you have to know someone or like in the KKK atelier. Like, so you can actually get those. And like, so now there's all these calls right. for... As we learned from that movie, Django, you can't just like cut holes in a sheet and hope for the best. Yeah. Like, it's the best scene, right? It's true. I He's mean... Like, Dottie cut the wrong holes in the sheet. That's one of my yeah. favorite scenes in like any movie. It I love really, that. That is really funny. It like, it like sort of like, I think takes down the clan mm-hmm. in like a very funny way. So yeah. It was, it was weird. And so everyone is calling for his... Oh, 
for his resignation he held a press conference we have some audio clip from it, it basically was so long. It, it was it was long um basically he says he did Mike. he was michael jackson and that he could do a moonwalk and then a reporter asks i'll just play the audio clip. yeah okay we're gonna play it petition in san antonio was a dance competition yes and it was that you danced the moonwalk that's right are you still able to moonwalk oh inappropriate circumstance <laughs> my so basically what happens there is that a reporter asks, can you still do a, mo- a moonwalk? Right. It's and like he, if you're really that dedicated to this Michael Jackson impersonation that you're going to paint your face, can you at least moonwalk? And then Ralph Northam stops, looks around and kind of like smirks a little like he's going to find a place to moonwalk. And then his wife looks over and she's like, inappropriate circumstances. <laughs> like he was In literally. The bedroom. He was literally he was about, to, about do to do it. Oh, that would have been incredible. Well, let him do it, bitch. Sorry, it's not a bitch. I don't want to, you know. Okay. But it's just like, okay, so now everyone's calling for his resignation. Democrats especially. And yeah. Republicans, even though they say nothing about like their own president, Good whatever. And Steve King. And Steve uh, King, who's like, like literally oh. like a fundamental racist. Like he believes in a racist fundamentally. And like, I don't know. Obviously, Sammy and I can't speak to the plight of black people in America as like we obviously. Personally. Personally. But he should probably resign. It's really offensive, especially because there's, a lot of his constituents are african-american like and if they feel like this is very insensitive then he probably should resign his lieutenant governor is this young black man named justin fairfax that everyone is really hyped about great right it's like okay if you can't like it's one thing if the other party is calling for your resignation you can Mm -hmm. just be like that's politics of course they are but if your own party is calling for your resignation Uh you obviously are out of step and not aligned yeah. with the fundamental views of your party and that you should have the and humility you know, to step down. It's like, what is with all these fucking white men I know. and their lack of humility and thinking like, you know what? It's just going to be me. It's just going to be me. I'm Howard Schultz and I'm a billionaire because like I once yeah. made like a good cup of coffee and now, <laughs> and now, and now he's like, I should be president. It's like, have yeah. some humility. Maybe you're not all meant to be in charge of everything. I know. Exactly. This isn't just about you, bro. Yeah. Like we, we as a group of Democrats, as like people, we need to be above this shit. We need to weed out these fucking people yeah. who, you know, are racist or have racist tendencies, which just means they're racist. Right. Anything. It, it's like, it, if they it, have no place in our party. That's not what the party stands for. And if the party is saying you are fundamentally against what we stand for. And this is not just like an overreaction of the cancellation culture. I really don't think that it is Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. Like he did this like kind of recently, like, like after the civil rights movement, after it was, yes, you know, it's not like from the Mm forties where people were jet, were doing this, yeah, you know, whatever. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just surprised that this came out after he was already elected. I don't know how it came out. How did it come out? I don't even, I don't know. I think, and I'm just, I'm surprised that it, uh, that what, it didn't come out earlier. What I do find bothersome though, is that like, why does scandals touch everyone, but the president? Why does every, I'm Brett Kavanaugh. Why does everyone get affected by scandals except for him? I don't know. Man. The Russians. Well, I think it's like, you know, I think everyone, I think it's going to, 
once the Mueller report ha- comes out, I think everyone's just waiting for that. But then it's like either shit or get off the pot when that comes out. You know what I mean? I am worried that we're like placing way too much stock in the Mueller report mm-hmm. and then it's like not going to um, be just- clear cut enough. Or here's the thing. The things that I think are ultimately going to end up being the Mueller report, I think we know many of them. Mm-hmm. There may be some like additional bombshells, but like I think that what we know is already very clearly grounds for the president yeah. to not be the president like i think that if if the republicans and lindsey graham has said this if the republicans were on the other side that there would be impeachment proceedings already yeah. there would have been the day that they came into the house literally yeah. that day i mean um, there were did, but. I, I i told elise my theory but i don't know if i told you what is it um about lindsey graham and mitch mcconnell this this gives them a lot of grain of salt okay like this like gives them the benefit of the doubt that's and I don't. And if they're okay. like, if they're hu- if they're actually human people. Okay. I was thinking that maybe the reason they're being so supportive of Trump now is because if the Mueller report comes out, they can be like, he was our guy. We we went to bat for him, but this is too much. He broke the law. We we wanted to help him, but we can't. I believe I because can see they that. say Mitch McConnell is always ten steps ahead of everyone else. Mitch McConnell's wife is in the administration. So she he's like bought into all of this. That's true. That's the other thing. And Sarah Kenzier and Andrea Chalupa say this on their podcast, Gaslit Nation. They say this, that like Mitch McConnell, his ties are sketchy and like have not really been investigated. And I specifically emailed Sarah Kenzier. I was like, can you please do an episode on this? Mm-hmm. She didn't reply to me, but like, I hope she read it. I think she, <laughs> I think she probably did. But, you know, still, I would love to hear an episode on that. We'll let you know if they do one. Um... But yeah, Lindsey Graham, I think, I also think he has either ambitions or they have something on him. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Trump, this is the guy who paid, who had the National Enquirer, like, basically securing him blackmail mm-hmm. on other people That's so true. that they could use it on people who spoke out against him. That includes Republicans. So it, it wouldn't, it would be not that shocking to me if we found out that the reason that they don't speak out against him more is because his friend well, David yeah. from the Michael Cohen tape Who has now, in some safe yeah. Well, doesn't the South District of New York have that information now? They, they do, but that doesn't but that's not out. That's not public yet. Well, so maybe that's another reason why Republicans would move to block the Mueller report becoming public. Maybe there's shit in there about them. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, there is the fact that like a lot of the Republican Party is compromised partially, in fact, due to their NRA ties because Russia specifically sought to influence yeah. the election via the NRA for in terms of financials. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, that probably involves a lot of them. There was a whole delegation of them that went to Russia last year yeah. and was like, what were they doing there? Yeah, you know, Bolton like a lot gave- of the Kasatska, whatever yeah. kind of fucking dance they do there. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? John Bolton gave that speech to to pro gun people and th- that like Maria boots, whatever. Was, it, was that John Bolton? John Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I know th- that it, was, yeah. that was him. I was thinking Michael Flynn. Cause he was also like part of the, <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, which one was giving the speech at the, well, yeah. also like, what do the Russians care about American gun rights? Like they don't have, they don't have gun rights in Russia. People can't have guns in Russia. Right. So why do they have a gun organization in America? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like it's very, very plain to anyone who's like paying small amount of attention has a small amount of background knowledge yeah that this is weird speaking of russia yeah um the u.s is withdrawing as well as russia from a 31 year old inf nuclear treaty and russia responded by saying they're going to be making more missiles inf stands for intermediate range nuclear forces 
Right. So on Friday, Mike Pompeo, who is a rapture believer, right? He believes <laughs> yes. in the rapture. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's I the just one, wanna, he's I the one like, who said that he wouldn't, um, he was like against gay marriage in his confirmation hearing. I just want to say having people in charge of the government who think that the world's going to end anytime between tomorrow and 10 years from now, why would you want those people to govern? Like what interest do they have in making things better for anyone when God's just going to take care of it by killing us all in 10 minutes or in sweeping up the righteous ones? Like, the world's, the world's you know what I mean? Like, forever. no, but like, okay, if you are like someone who believes in the end of days, you should not be governing. No. For long-term strategy. No. I'm Governing s- is a long-term thing. That's like, isn't that like what fiscal responsibility yeah. is all about conservatives? Like, why would you have someone who thinks that the world is going to end and is praying for such an ending? Maybe that's why they're not doing anything about climate change. That's what I'm saying. Like, they think that climate change is God, God's hand pulling the righteous ones away from the earth. So like, why is it? Why do we put these people in charge when they don't even give a shit? I don't know. Okay. Anyway. So Mike Pompeo, back to him yeah on friday said that the u.s is done with the inf the treaty this was signed at the end of the cold war by republican hero ronald reagan so like yeah. i don't even know what's going on and nixon negotiated before that yeah so like all your heroes guys roger stone like nixon nixon wanted this what's <laughs> wrong with you you're all the, you're wearing him on your back forever okay sorry it's really frustrating so the treaty was signed at the end of the cold war and pushed both america and russia to destroy thousands of nukes over the years because like honestly you only need one yeah. like really like, yeah, why, do you, need, why do you need so many nuclear bu- weapons? millions of nuclear weapons like yeah. you literally need one like that's it you're good you're good okay so they destroyed a bunch they've been denuclearizing or like ratcheting it down because again only need one um and last december pompeo gave russia a 60-day ultimatum to start complying with the treaty they didn't so basically in six months the u the u.s will no longer be bound by any of the treaty's rules and in response to that vladimir putin went on russian tv on saturday he took his weekend you know he took his weekend to do this and said that since the u.s is backing out russia will back out too and that they're going to start now rebuilding their missile their missile arsenal and so since 2014 the u.s has pretty much suspected that russia has not been complying with this treaty and has been violating the ban on ground launched missiles and the u.s is at work on next generation nukes now cool again one nuke is enough it worked in the 50s or the 40s it's gonna work now so like why do we need to keep making the nukes bigger other than paying the missile companies like which is obviously what this is really about well so china it's like a welfare program for arms dealers that's what this is why would we give money to poor starving people when we can just give it to rich arms people yeah but it's like so they're saying a big reason that the u.s has decided to be out of this nuclear deal is because china is not subject to this deal so they are they could be they're a growing nuclear threat and you know the u.s and china were kind of not getting along super well i mean and also they basic xi jinping just basically elected himself permanent president of china too so it's like yeah things aren't looking great i mean this is also frightening considering the intelligence report last week that said that it said two things one is that russia and china both have access to our electrical grid like they're in there right yeah. now like they could turn well, their lights on right now that didn't we know that right. after wikileaks we knew that yes but now the report also said that china and russia are working in like greater in concert tandem. in tandem than ever before so oh, first of all like also no one's going to use these nukes anymore anymore mm-hmm. like you know what as far as it goes i'd much rather just like 
a nuclear strike on New York City and like buy <laughs> rather than like have to like not have power for like ever you know and they screw up our entire infrastructure which is what why they're in the electrical grid yeah. in the first place i think we would be able to get our electricity back eventually you think yeah i think it's like a temporary hacking like eventually our okay but like who knows how long yeah also like the damage that they can do in that amount of time yeah. is like is very big no it's true it's still not i mean i'm trying not not like it's still especially, not especially if they do it at like a time when it's literally freezing cold yeah. because of these erratic weather weather patterns like think about this whole thing with the prison that just happened mm -hmm. in brooklyn there was a detention center where the heat and electric electricity went totally out for a week I think and it, you, it, it was literally torture yeah. for the inmates that would be all of us yeah if china and russia hacked into our electrical grid and decided to shut off the power when we're in the middle of a massive cold snap Thanks to climate change. Yeah. That was fucked up, that prison thing. It's I think that fucked I, up. they may have just gotten power. I don't even know. So Generators. fucked up. So fucked up. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. So much for criminal justice reform, Donald. All right. Let's move on to one more thing. Yeah. Do you want to do the first sure. one more thing? Sure. So 21 Savage is a rapper, apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's probably pretty pretty. You learn a lot on this podcast. But, um. <laughs> He was arrested by ICE for overstaying his British visa, which is interesting because he's been claiming that he's from Atlanta. That's branding. And uh, so according to this, they're saying, according to ICE and whatever, they're saying that he immigrated to the U.S. at age 14 and then overstayed his visa, which is ironic because that's how most illegal immigrants get here. Should teach everyone a lesson. Um, Similar to how last week there was a the biggest fentanyl bust ever and it happened at a port of entry. Yeah. Just to like underscore all these points about how a wall is solving no problem. Yeah. And then also a big tunnel was just found. Oh, uh, okay, cool. He, but it's interesting because 21 Savage is like, re like really plays up his Atlanta roots apparently. And right. he's like... Um, known for being like super real and growing up with like hard lifestyle. It's the age of authenticity. Uh, but what's also interesting is that he was arrested once and it's like, why wasn't he deported then? I don't know. I don't know. So it's like, and I think they're saying the his attorneys are saying this is a misunderstanding. Um, and so who knows what's going to happen, but how crazy would it be if he's been faking in like a, like an Atlanta accent is it the accent he's been faking or just like saying that that's where he's from? I think every, well, if he's like everything, it's good for the brand, Brian. I guess so. I, I get know. it. Branding is important, but just be like, I grew up, I most spent most of my formative years in Atlanta, right? <laughs> but I was born in Britain. Like, I grew up in Britain. Don't I sound so much more like yeah. I'm, like I'm, you know, a credible rapper now. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, I just don't sound there's like some British rappers. Mm, yeah. Name one. <sighs> I'm I wouldn't sure there know. Are in I England. wouldn't know. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Nicki okay. Minaj has a British character that she does. Okay. Well, that. <laughs> so does 21 Savage. <laughs> uh, well, he has an Atlanta character that he does. Yeah. Okay. My one more thing is that Liam Neeson got himself into a little spot of trouble. Um, he, he was giving an interview with The Independent and he revealed a story that mm. I don't know why the hell he would reveal this. But basically... Should we play the clip? Yeah. Well, just to give a little context for the clip, because I don't think it shows it. Apparently, after someone close to him was sexually assaulted by what they described as a black person. The person who was assaulted. The person who was that. assaulted. He said this. I've been up and down areas with a cush, hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week 
hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Whoa. Okay, so if you couldn't hear the first thing he said, he said he would walk around the streets at night with a kosh, with a kosh. which I assume is some sort of weapon. Yeah, some sort of bludgeoning tool. I don't know. Okay, he literally sounds like it's character from Taken. Like, I, I have a very specific set of skills. But I like, will find you. It is very alarming. <laughs> it is like, it gets like worse and worse. You're like, what is he saying? Wait, that was what? the first time I heard that, and I'm really happy it was because yeah. like, if I'd heard that before, I couldn't have reacted the same way. Um, that's crazy. That is Liam, crazy. Like, what? what? What are you doing, bro? Why would you ever say that? Also, like, why would you do that? Why would you do that, A? Yeah. He was hoping that some, like, a black man would come up to him. He, he, maybe, So we could kill him. He, basically, yeah. That's what he said. Why would you say that to a reporter? Why would you say that to a reporter? Why would you think that? I mean, whatever. Like, thinking is different than saying. Yeah. But, like, why would you, why? It is so stupid. So, maybe, next... I bet you next thing he says, I was just method acting for Taken 2. I don't even know. But I didn't know he actually spoke like that. Right. I, know. <laughs> I, thought, it was like a, I thought it was a voice he put on for all these like vigilante movies he does. No, that was real. Okay. He loves so, vigilantes. Again, that's, he's not acting. Even in Schindler's List, he was kind of a vigilante. That's true. He was a vigilante. Yeah. Schindler. Like, what the hell? I thought you like are for like keeping people alive. Although I know originally in that movie you were doing it for the money and then it became about like the, mm-hmm. the people, but you know, whatever. Okay. That was our show. That was our show. So we're going to watch the state of the union. Get ready. Um, And then I assume we'll talk about it. Yes. I'm scared. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betches Up podcast. Goodbye. Betches.